Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. We're going to be breaking down the Stafford trade request and then everything else that's happened in Detroit Lions world. The hiring of many coaches, a top personnel executive or two. Uh, there's just a lot to talk about, and we're going to cover it all here on Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. So sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Stafford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl jams. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back and ready to talk about the offseason here. And there's a lot of news in Detroit Lions world. Um going on uh, th- this weekend there was uh, just a bull a, a tsunami of news coming over more than i was expecting coming into a conference championship weekend the lions are pretty much the third story of the nfl um we'll get get under that uh but first uh let's introduce the blue kool-aid crew so i'm big z let's go around to the rest so we got red dog yo bob hey connor hey and then uj Welcome back, listeners. All right. So, gentlemen, let's start with the big, big news. And that is the Stafford trade request. So, reportedly, after the season was over, um, he, he he said he most likely would like a trade. He's kind of waiting to see what the head coach was first before confirming that. Uh, and apparently, if Darren Bevel was the head coach, uh, he might have been sticking around. But the fact he was not hired means Stafford is requesting a trade. And the That's actually will- disputed, Z. That's actually disputed. It hasn't been disputed? Yes, it has. I was just reading an article about that. I don't know if it was, uh, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, they said they're not sure if that's exactly true. Believe what you will. Hmm. So uh, anyway. He seemed more likely to stay if Babel was there, but that might not have sold him. Yeah. Um. But uh, re- regardless, but now the situation is uh, the Lions said they will seek fair market value for him, and if they get it, they will um, honor his request. So... Uh, you know, the quarterback the last 12 years at Detroit Lions, we've had a lot, we had a whole episode dedicated to him this summer. Uh, so yeah, oh. it's really sad, sad time. I was talking to my daughter who's a junior in college and she was talking about how Stafford's been her quarterback since she was nine years old. So <laughs> it's, it's like the background of our lives for a long time. It's, it's sad. Oh, you know, it's heartbreaking. It's- I honestly, I shed a tear. I'm not afraid to admit that I shed a tear when I heard I spent a decade of my life thinking. I am sad. Why are you more excited than you are sad? I I I don't know. I mean, one that he he has to go. So I mean, I lament that we didn't get a time. We didn't you get the most out of his abilities while he was here. That we weren't able to put a team around him. But he's ready to move on. So I'm ready to move on. I'm ready for the future. What Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are going to do with this team. I mean, I'm I'm thankful for all the hard work you put in for the Lions, but. 
I don't know. If he if he if he would have stayed, if, if the Lions would have traded him on their own volition and he didn't ask for the trade, maybe I'd feel something more, but the fact that he asked for this makes it pretty easy for you're, me. You're one cold customer there, right? Yeah. Cold <laughs> customer. Honestly, like for me, I had convinced myself that he would win a Super Bowl in Detroit. And like mm. the fact that that will never come to fruition is like something I'll have a hard time moving past to be a, just, just for me, for my own. Yeah. Well, you know, I think probably all of us on here were, if not convinced of it, at least hoping that it would be during the Stafford reign that we'd win a Super Bowl. I want nothing more to see or Stafford a win a game. Super Bowl. He, <laughs> or a playoff game for that matter. But he has been the, for the last decade, he's been the only thing worth watching on this team. I mean, you could throw Calvin in there and, you know, a couple of players here and there, but Stafford is reason to watch. Just when he throws the ball, it's, it's something to, to see. But yeah, he he finally had enough, I guess. Uh, I don't blame him in that regard, but uh, I do. I uh, I don't know. I, like uh, if he says, he loves I, you his know, team, what do you really want it? Do you give up on it? No, I I wish I wish we had. It. I I love Stafford. Okay, Bob Connor. I know I know. I'm not trying to detract from his legacy and all that. He's a hell of a quarterback, and he's he's an awesome quarterback. But I think he was lacking in a, in certain leadership areas that I think maybe part of the reason we didn't achieve what we should have achieved when he was here. And just as putting in comparison, a guy like uh, Peyton Manning or something or Brady guys who take full ownership of a team, you know, he seemed to be more like one of the guys that went along with whatever was happening with the team and uh, was willing to do all the work and work hard and be the best he could be. But I don't think he ever took full ownership of that team. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a rare guy that can do that. But I think he was he was this close to being one of those rare guys, but he, he could never put himself there. In, in military terms, he was just one of the guys. He's a grunt. He was not the he was not the general. Okay. Like where Peyton Manning was the general, man. And Brady, the general, the, the great ones. I think Breeze too. They they took command of that team. They were the general. Stafford was one of the guys. Not that, you know, knock him for that. It's it's actually noble in many ways. I'm not but, sure uh, that would have put them over the top. I'm um, not sure either. The if you put Tom Brady on that team in 09, they're not winning a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. The way I see it, though, is if you're on a team, I think he just had a lot of leverage if he ever decided to, like, really just force his way into the decision process of this team. He could have taken more ownership of it, like, been on the hiring decisions, made sure they didn't do crappy things like hire Patricia maybe. I don't know. Not that he, anyone saw that coming, but I'm not. I don't know. Just to me – he always lacked something leadership wise. He was definitely an example type guy, but he never, I never felt like he truly took over the locker room. I don't know, man. I hear those linemen talk about him. They die for that guy, man. I I don't think there's any lack of leadership from Stafford. I, I I don't think that's what it is. I think it's talent of the team. I I, I think I know what UJ say. No. So, I mean, this is what kind of came to mind when he's saying that. Uh, So Jim Caldwell comes over, they get Joel Lombardi. And Matt Stafford has to fit in Joe Lombardi's system instead of the other way around. If Tom Brady or Peyton Manning came over, it would be their system that it would fit into. And it seemed like they were trying to fit Stafford into a system. Yep. That That's where I think right. the – Perfect the, analogy. I think that's where good, the good kind of yeah, description exactly. comes from. I, I really hate Joe Lombardi so much because he <laughs> gave – that was a great defense that we built and we just wasted it with such a – horrible offensive scheme and it, it just did not fit Stafford at all but I just wish 
I wish Stafford had come out a little more strongly against the type of system that they were trying to implement there. I mean, and, we, um, we don't even that, know that, that he Just because that was our best chance to win, I felt, because that was the best defense that we had in the 12 years Stafford was here. Yeah, absolutely. Just because he didn't do it publicly doesn't mean he didn't voice frustrations. Like, we're just speaking hypothetically now. There's so much we don't even know behind the scenes that we're, like, making these broad declarations about. Like, we don't know if he fought against I mean, that. I mean, with Aaron Rodgers, we knew he didn't like what Mike McCarthy was doing, and that's why he got fired. So there is ways to know these things yeah. kind of in yeah. the tea leaves, and that, those tea leaves are never there. So, I mean, we could throw yeah. it the other way. You're saying it, too. We don't know if he ever objected. <laughs> so, I mean, it goes both ways. I don't know. Same reality. with the Patricia, though, last year. I mean, look, when Patricia was there, he sucked. Well, he didn't suck. Stafford was okay. But the, the scheme they ran was horrible, but Stafford went along with it. Then Patricia leaves. Bevel comes in, uh, opens it up, and now he's great. I don't know. It just he goes with the flow. He's kind of a go with the flow guy, and yeah. maybe maybe in that position you just have to be more leader. And believe me, I don't want to knock Stafford because he's been one of my favorite players right. that ever played on this team. I I don't really want to knock him, but I'm it's, just saying maybe it is the right time for him to go his own way and, and find glory somewhere, and then for us to rebuild this team now. I don't know. Right. Maybe it's best for. I everyone. just want to clarify something too. When I say like he didn't have enough leadership. I don't like, he was obviously a leader by example, worked his ass off, would get beat to shit and then come back every play every week. Like the dude was tired as nails led by example. I just met on such a shitty organization. <laughs> like we've, he's been yeah. in for the last 12 years. Like I, I'm just saying like, from my perspective, it's easy to obviously Monday quarter armchair quarterback, but like, like you, you, this is your career. This is your life. You're, 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 legacy and you're just going to kind of let you're just going to kind of be a, a boat adrift as this organization just kind of throws everything at you like i don't know i thought he had enough leverage there's no way they were going to move on from him if he started trying to throw his weight around but he was just kind of a go with the flow guy and i mean that I just know. wasn't his style so i mean it's not his fault that he was on a shittiest organization but i just think you'd have a hard time convincing me that if you threw brady or Drew Brees on this team in 2009 that they win a Super Bowl. Like, and I don't, I'm not convinced that that's true. I, Just I from the play standpoint, you're right, Connor. Absolutely. But I would bet those guys would have more of a voice in. I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been sucking since 2011. They keep getting close, and now he's about to pout his way off the team. I'm glad Stafford's not being a little crybaby about everything. So I guess, I, I'm, I guess I'm glad he's not like Rodgers, like you guys want him to be. No, uh, well, now where do you get oh. that? <laughs> now that's that's throwing a gauntlet down. Like we wanted to be like Rogers. That's oh, that's bullshit. God. Okay, that's what Big Z just said. That's how you interpret it. <laughs> that's not. I'm just making wow. a compare. I was just making an example of like a. And I mean, to be to be fair, and Rodgers is going to win his second MVP. So there is something to that. To and it. Uh, I think you guys are not going to win a Super Bowl. And the Packers are able to once again. Well, really won a letting Lions management off the hook by putting this solid Stafford. I think it's kind of yeah. ridiculous. We're just saying what I he missed. I disagree with that. We're not letting them off the hook. No. Is, and, and, and the unfortunate thing about Stafford leaving, by the way, the other night we were at a birthday party for my sister, and it was like a shockwave went across the world. Stafford was <laughs> their parting way. Like, what the? Anyway, uh, no, I just wish. This timing, uh, it's so because I think if they if Stafford was to give this new regime a chance, it, this might be good. Uh, but he obviously made a decision to leave uh, for his own personal reasons. So God bless him. I just wish. And, and by the way, there's still a chance he's still on the team if we don't get fair recompense for him. True. So 
who knows? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, this all, of course, this always goes back to the, like the leadership the Lions have had, because I mean, they, what we were saying about Stafford, I mean, kind of fits like they should know that that's him and they should build a team around that type of, uh, you know, they know who the quarterback is and they had to build around it and they, obviously they never did. And that I just, never that's did. why I really hate the Jim, the Joe Lombardi era of offense. Cause it just pisses <laughs> me off. It's such a thrown away opportunity. I just feel like I, why couldn't he have the good grace to retire like Barry? You know, it's not like he's just. He's 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 going somewhere else to try to win. This Why would he bullshit, retire? You know, so yeah. Why would he retire? I don't feel too bad about it because he's he's the one who decided to leave. He's leaving us. You're yeah, because the they the team let him great. down. Oh, yeah. what? He, he, he's going to go through team. another rebuild at thirty-two. It'll be thirty-three when the next season. He already has a questionable legacy in terms of he's like gonna the, miss Hall out of on the Super Bowl. Maybe if he goes to the Colts, he might get it next year. What if he gets traded to Jacksonville? Yeah. That would never happen. No. That's they're gonna I, I take wouldn't time. even do that to <laughs> I mean, Even though I'm a little bitter. They'll play for Bevel. The worst we could do is trade him to Houston. I mean, other than that, it's going to be mostly contenders that would want him anyways. Yeah, and um, there's some reports out that Jeremy Fowler is reporting that Stafford and his camp kind of like uh, they, they favorite the Colts as the, the best organization for him to go to. I don't know if that's going to happen. The, the Colts have $70 sense. million dollars in cap space, which well, is – a whole lot more than anybody else in the league by a wide yeah. margin. We'll get the great what if scenario to play out if he goes there. Like, what would a Stafford look like with an offensive line, a running game, and a defense? <laughs> That's what yeah. we get to finally see. Yeah, really. And part of me wants to see that actually. I, I want to I see Stafford behind a really good team. So, and we've been wishing for that for years. So I know, and uh, let's just transition this conversation a little bit into uh, so. Last episode, we talked about Deshaun Watson and what we would trade. But now that we know Stafford is legitimately on the trade block, um, what do you think we'll get in return? And the, the word is that, at a minimum, the Lions are looking for a first-round draft pick. Minimum. Um, minimum. Very minimum. I mean, so what do we think the value is? A first? You Do you think a first and a second, Connor? I think a first and a second could be reasonable. Without a player involved? Definitely. Assuming I think you could, player could have to do. I'm yeah, I mean... He's gonna return player, and obviously that changes things. But let's trade him to the Rams and for Jalen Ramsey and a pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the only scenario where they might trade away more than they get is like if they're going for Deshaun Watson or something. So yeah, that, that's literally the, the only situation. That would be a mistake yeah. in the rebuild, I think, to go I for agree. Deshaun Watson and give up a bunch of capital. How old is Deshaun Watson? I don't know if that's not necessarily true. Twenty six. Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. He's young. He's got a lot of years ahead of him. Oh, he's an Should, excellent uh, quarterback. I just think with those trade proposals, at least the one you guys are talking about was like a ridiculous yeah. mortgage the future just to get one guy. We already had one great quarterback with no team around him. Yeah. I don't really want to see that yeah. show again. Hey, we can go after Mitch Trubisky. I hear the Bears aren't going to get him a stiffier option. <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> the Bears are probably giving just say, here, go. <laughs> Reigning MVP winner, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I'm thinking hey. maybe Jamie Winston. Eat some dubs, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, he's got God, glasses. No. no one knows what he plays like with glasses. Maybe he won't throw interceptions now because he can see. I wouldn't yeah. hate Jameis as a bridge quarterback if we decided to draft one in like two years. But, it's like, yeah, it's like know. a stand-in who could with upside. I mean, Jameis yeah. is fun to watch. So. He threw 30 touchdowns. Just, you know, if you forget about the interceptions. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, the interceptions. No, no, but no. But he's got glasses now. Um, I don't so want to see that. 
I'm not saying so, I want to see um, it. So if, if the Lions end up trading Stafford, do you think it's almost a guarantee that we pick a quarterback in this year's draft? At some point. Not necessarily. I think we'll I, take one in some round, not necessarily first round, though. I think if, if we can get if we can get what they consider an elite college, you know, there's how many in this class? Three, four, maybe five, maybe that you would say if you if you one four of those guys, I think they might. You can reason my draft. I wouldn't rule I think they will. Ask. I think they will, though. Seriously, I think they will. I have I a like feeling Trask. it's going to be Zach Wilson. I don't know. I know we've had debates about his character. Only if he, we can sit uh, set, it's still at seven. I like that. I don't want to trade up. For, unless it's for Trevor Lawrence, then I agree. right. I agree with that, Rod Dog. He's the only one worth trading up for in that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well I do want to see. I like Trask in the second or third round, though. Trask is a really talented arm. He could, you know, dish the ball around. Trey Lance, another possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Really athletic dude. Definitely, and uh, uh, the Athletic threw out some trade scenarios here that might seem legitimate to you guys. So the, the first one that they threw out there was the Carolina Panthers give up their number eight overall pick and uh, future day two selections so anywhere from four to or that'd be two and second or third rounder. Uh, and they then they had Justin Fields and Micah Parsons going to us uh, at seven and eight. That wouldn't be bad. Um, then. The, another trade scenario they had was the San Francisco 49ers where they gave up their number 12th overall and number 43 overall in this draft. And then we picked Trey Lance. The third one they had was New England trading a first and a second rounder, so the 15th and 46th overall. And the last one, this is the one I like the best. Uh, so they, they did a trade and mock draft, uh, like one and two, is that the Colts would give up their first overall, so number 21 overall, the, uh, the number 54 overall pick, and uh, plus an extra pick on day two, so a third rounder or fourth rounder. And in this scenario, they get bit Micah Parsons, Gregory Rousseau, and Christian Barrymore. Uh, oh, my God. So that would be a good. great one. <laughs> I would love that if that was the draft. Yeah. Uh, really yeah, build yeah, up yeah. the defense Our and young. seven instantly takes a huge boost from that. That's my <laughs> that favorite one for sure. Oh, and then Rondell Moore in the, with the extra pick that they get from the Colts as well. Explosive wide receiver, round. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. We get that. I would hate to see him on the Panthers, though, because yeah. although uh, I'm rooting for the Lions, obviously, over anybody else, but I'd hate to see him on a crap team. I want to see him go on the Colts or the 49ers or something. I mean, I agree with you, bro. I want to see him on the Colts. Yeah. Put him in the AFC. The Colts is my favorite, for sure. <laughs> uh, me too, Colts. I'd love, I'd love to see him on that team. Right I think he'd be awesome. Indy, so that makes sense. Close. Yeah, the Colts definitely now. makes the most sense for him. To me, they're like the team that's the closest if you just plug a quarterback in and Stafford would, would take them so much to a, such a higher level than Phillip Rivers could dream of doing. So I think that would be insane. Except for when we play him, then he sucks. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, there is definitely a lot. I mean, listeners, I think it was episode 85 where we had our Stafford conversation more at length as top three games, top three throws, everything like that. Uh, so go back and watch it. It's funny, you know, the Lions uh, were a Todd Gurley not fa- not falling down at the one yard line away from having the third overall pick in this draft because he didn't. The Lions <laughs> win that game uh, <laughs> thanks to Stafford. Uh, yeah, the seventh right. overall instead of the third overall. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. But man, yeah, it's it's the end of an era. It's gonna be weird. Like I'm I'm 28 and Stafford has been around 12 years, so almost half my. Uh, yeah. Life is the Lions quarterback. It's crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I mean, Bob and uh, UJ, uh, 
who's the, who's the longest tenured quarterback in Lions history before Stafford? Like, who was around the longest? Uh, I, I remember early 80s, it was Danielson and uh, Greg Landry, maybe, in the 70s. Those guys were there for a few years. But no one was there, like, extended time, you know, like like Stafford was for a, over a decade. Yeah. I don't remember anyone being there that long. It was just, like, rotating quarterbacks, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, how has it been it, for you to have, like, the same quarterback the last 12 years? It's been awesome. Everything I mean, before that. it's awesome. I just wish we could have built a team around this guy. But yeah. and why I'm so frustrated too is because it seems like the Fords. I know we're going to get into this coaching stuff and the and the upper office stuff, but it seems like they're finally trying to do it the right way. I mean, they're going extensively. I mean, they're, they're, the searches, the things that they're hiring quality people. It really seems like, and they're going overboard to try to do everything they can do. And now, as Stafford's leaving, they're doing this. They should have been doing this years ago. Yeah, so maybe, right. maybe Sheila, you know, is is the answer. The, the Ford family curse. Maybe she'll break it. I don't know. I hope it would be awesome. Definitely. You know, I was thinking about like uh, that different, like how how Calvin was Stafford's safety blanket for so long in his early career, and then he actually got a lot better when he let when Calvin left when Stafford improved. Maybe that'll be like the Lions. He's been our safety blanket. He's always been that like one thing. Like, oh well, he gives you hope. We can rely on him. Build around him. Whatever. Now. You got to build a whole, you know, look to the roster and spread the talent around and and do a better, you know, wholesome job like they should have been doing all along. But, you know, maybe that'll be the impetus to really push them to build a complete roster finally. Definitely. And and UJ, thank you for uh, kind of creating a perfect segue into the, the second part of the conversation here. Um, and we'll have more to discuss about Stafford and as news breaks about where he goes and such. It's going to happen before early March, so sometime in February because of the roster bonus that kicks in. Um, so, uh, But I want to first get to the Campbell News Conference really quick. Uh, so, so talking about bringing the people in the building that are going to change culture uh, and uh, just change the way everything's done. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Um, I, <laughs> that made more headlines than any coach news conference I think I've ever seen, especially <laughs> national headlines. Both positive and negative, depending on how you look at it. Some people call him like a clown, and some people, like I think people in Detroit loved it oh, dearly. Yeah. Absolutely, Freaking yeah. Great. Got me jacked up. I wanted to go strap on the pads and run through a wall for that guy. Got me psyched. Because the 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 national pundits were kind of shitting all over it, but people in Detroit were loving it. So yeah. that, that that's all that matters. That's what he said. He was speaking to people in Detroit. Uh, but I love the kneecap line, <laughs> the, the dude. <laughs> I mean, he sounds and looks like uh, the Big Lebowski. It's like impossible not to see it. And, I, and he said, "You guys don't want to hear that shit." He said, "Shit in a press conference." I love yeah. it. Did anyone listen to it? Just like, pardon my how, how Kyle Menke took that opportunity to like cuss on TV for once. He's like, <laughs> "I know if we had made these hires like four years ago." He's like, oh, I'm just quoting you. I'm just quoting you. Right like now. shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish this this. This would have been like instead of the Quinn Trisha hire, this had started back a few years ago. That's yeah. it would be like oh, yeah. perfect. I just but. love all the football minds. All the football minds in are just yeah. and like Brad Holmes isn't being I left alone. You, like Kyler. they're giving him. I just it's just so mind blowing how to like, like much they just hired. didn't care for the Same process <laughs> last time around. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's just mind Thanks, Ernie Acorsi. Oh, great hire. Yes, it's Definitely, and let's get. I mean, the Lions get the guy I kind of wanted as GM as a consultant now, basically for the team, John Dorsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great hire. 
Yeah, that's exciting. This is a non-analytics guy, which goes against everything Brad Holmes kind of wowed the Lions with in the interview. But what he has done in the past, uh, well, first of all, he's really good at just acquiring like elite talent, even if it's not consistent. Like in Cleveland, he couldn't build an offensive line to save his life, but he built a great team around the offensive line, just except that middle part. But uh, what he has done, he's the guy that he was a co- college uh, director of scouting for the Packers and drafted Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he drafted Patrick Mahomes, and he drafted Baker Mayfield. Uh, so those are his three big court, notable quarterbacks that he's drafted, and all of them have looked worthy of where they were drafted. Well, yeah. obviously, Rodgers and Mahomes. Baker Mayfield's been around three years only, but, I mean, he he looks better than I think some people were expecting. Uh, yeah, he was the right pick for them. But regardless, this is a guy that can t- uh, scout a talent the old-fashioned way, I guess, better than anybody else in the NFL. Uh, hey, so- Z, what, another cool thing about the way they've – done these hires with the coaches and the uh, front office people is a couple of these guys have turned down other jobs like in, in uh, yeah. Chicago or whatever. The, and the, the, the yeah, thing used to always be like, nobody wants to come to Detroit. Well, apparently they do. So I like it. Good point. Good point. Um, but yeah. And I mean, the reason Lions hired Dan Campbell as well is to bring in an excellent stat, like his ability to bring in people around the league. And so far he's lived up to that. I think personally, uh, Aaron Glenn, was a guy that was looked at by multiple teams, the Jets and the Bears, as being a defensive coordinator. And he went and he's come over here to Detroit. Aaron Glenn, a 15-year veteran uh, coaching in the NFL. Uh, most recently, the last five years, a Saints yeah. secondary coach. But it, I I encourage everybody to read some articles about him. Uh, this this is a guy that like truly a student of the game. He he reaches out to college coaches all the time to see what the new trends are and how they're defending. Because there's a lot of trends that come to college that come to NFL offenses, and he's trying to talk to these coaches about what they're doing to defend this in yeah. college before you know the NFL has to figure it out. Uh, so, and he's another players guy. the 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 more interesting one we were all waiting for was the offensive coordinator, and they get Anthony Lynn, uh, probably the biggest name on the offensive co- coordinator market uh, this off season. Oh, I'm Paul, curious what yeah. you guys think about that. So, Anthony Lynn uh, in 2016 was. The Buffalo Bills led. He was the offense coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. They led the NFL in rushing at 160 yards a game. That was when uh, uh, McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, LaShawn McCoy was the running back uh, for the Bills when he was in his prime. He's obviously fallen way off since then. Um, And then the last four years with the Chargers, most notably working with rookie Justin Herbert to make him rookie of the year at quarterback. Uh, So. And this is a true. Yeah, my friend who's a Bills fan like hates the hire, but I think it's a great hire. I don't know why some people are down on it. Everyone has yeah. their opinions on the coaches that they fired at some point. As long as Anthony Lynn's yeah, not good. making the end game decisions, because what he was chastised most for in uh, in San Diego was how badly he can manage a clock at the end of games. So he's <laughs> yeah. luckily not the head coach right. in this situation. Yeah. Well, he won't I be just doing love that. How we got. It seems like. Like the talent in the on the coaching and front office side is just flocking to the Lions right now. Like they see an opportunity in time where the Lions are doing it the right way, and they have a chance to really turn the Detroit Lions into a winner. That's like the feeling I get. I mean, obviously, it's like they see Campbell, they see Holmes, like guys like Dorsey coming. That is just so freaking huge. I think like to me, it's just like this. They see this as a moment in time to where they have a chance to make history and. They're jumping at it, and I love that. 
Yeah, they're putting football minds in there. Not they're not some office guys, you know, that come in and think they can run a football right. team. But these guys these are, are turning all... down other teams to come to us. Right. That's what I'm but saying. Tur- like, yeah, exactly. But and not only that, uh, I I think what Connor alluded to earlier is they're not putting Holmes on an island to be a GM and run the, all the aspects of the team. They're putting him in charge of just football. And not just that, they're giving him all these this help. John Dorsey, uh, Ray Agnew, I guess they hired. You haven't mentioned him yet, Z. But uh, uh, they're giving yeah. him all this extra help. So he's not alone. He's He's got a nice team to work with. I think it's going to really help things. And they just hired that defensive backs coach, Aubrey Pleasant or whatever, which I guess a lot of people have good things yeah. to say about as well. I love that too. The Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley. Um <laughs> both of them want uh were being poached by the Bears and we took them away. I always like in that little victory over the yeah. uh, Bears, especially. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> it doesn't produce any wins yet, but I mean Deuce Staley's also assistant head coach as well. That I think that's what drew him to Lions to get that assistant head coach. Because he was really pissed at the Eagles. He's been there for nine years and he played for them, uh famously. But uh th- they passed him up for head coach, so he said, I'm out of here. Uh many te- I think four or five teams actually around the league wanted him. Up with the Lions, they got him. It'll be interesting to see what they like. How uh, Campbell's in-game decisions are. You were talking about that, because um, mm-hmm. even in the NFC Championship oh. game, there were some bad coaching decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have an elite team, quarterback, don't a make goal. a field goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. When you may not get the ball back. I mean, yeah. both games. Both games had issues. Uh, the the Bills had uh, fourth and go. To, Fourth and goal to go inside the ten against the Chiefs, who were scoring at will on them, and they kicked two field goals. And then, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I hope the Lions get in that situation. They go for it. I want to. I want. I would love a ag- aggressive uh, play calling more mm-hmm. so. Uh, I, I I don't know what I can't quite say if Anthony Lynn's an aggressive play caller or not. But that also comes. That mostly comes to the head coach whether you go for it and stuff like that. I don't so. think field goals count as a kneecap. So. I think the equation looks good. You know, I think a, a touchdown is a minimum for a kneecap. Otherwise. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you define the kneecap? Just like, say, is that like a, you know, is going for it on fourth you know, down? Yeah, kneecap yeah. you're not taking a kneecap by kicking a field goal and settling. <laughs> taking a kneecap by going for the jugular. Well, what? what? No, that doesn't yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't Unless you kick it really low <laughs> into the kneecap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh boy. Can you imagine taking yeah, like a Prater kick at like five yards to the kneecap? <laughs> ain't gonna feel good. I don't know. If you do yards. though, can we get that on the pod, Red Dog? I'm gonna <laughs> see that. Hey, there's a segue too. One of his first hires he does is hires a kicker. And his new role is GM. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to a futures contract, right, or something? Ever yeah, yeah. yeah. Just someone to keep yeah. uh Prater honest because probably you have to be pretty good even though Prater had a rough year you're still going to be pretty good to beat beat him out hey everything's on the table now man who uh, knows what's going to happen I know this whole defense could look like yeah. vastly different next year no one is no, no, surprised no one's no like <laughs> yep I would I expect like nine new starters in the next two years like yeah definitely I don't know yeah <laughs> definitely doubt it. It'll be really interesting to see what goes on here. Uh, I wonder if you know Stafford not coming back if that affects Kenny Galladay. I mean, the Lions still have the option to franchise him, 
But other than that, uh, hey, comes what's your opinion here on that, boys? I'm just asking right now, Galladay, do we sign him or not sign him? Hmm. Not whether I you still want think him we to sign him. him. Do you think they will? Oh, do I think they will? Mm, I'm I don't sure think they will. That. I don't think so. I, think I don't they think they want to franchise tag him. They'll just cripple us I'm and the even more. I think I'm with you. I think I'm a little more on the doubtful mm. side. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. I think if Stafford was staying, that changes things. But the fact he's going, I think, uh, means there's it's less likely. Yeah, if he was interested in signing an actual contract, but I don't think they want a franchise tag him. Because I don't think he wants to sign a contract. But the other thing is, I think if Stafford was staying, it's like more a win now type mode. Yeah. Uh, so since he's not staying, I don't see why they would. Mm. Um, Franchise Kenny Galladay, and I don't think there's a reason for Kenny Galladay to stay if he doesn't have Stafford throwing him the ball. Uh, unless they can get, you know, a, a ten million a year, but I, I think he's looking for more than that. And so I think yeah. the Lions are just gonna go their separate ways. That's um, my feeling too. Too bad we can't well, trade Stafford. Unfortunately, Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. And yeah, then, as you say, it'd be helpful for a young quarterback though to have somebody like Galladay to rely on. Yeah, you know. Yes, yes and no. Uh, I'm just curious. Who I'm, 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 but I am. <laughs> I am a future Hall of Famer on your side. I am curious what Brad Holmes thinks. You know, on the wide receiver position, just because uh, the way the Rams operate in their offense is they look for wide receivers that are good route runners and can get open, not like the tall guys uh, that don't necessarily get separation. Like Kenny Galladay, not not super great at getting separation. He's really good at catching right. the ball. Not a great separation guy, um, and I mean, look at look at the way the Buffalo Bills have made their offense too. They used to have a bunch of slow guys like Calvin Benjamin. They got rid of it, and their offense improved mightily when they switched like Tavon Diggs, Cole Beasley, all these little guys that get open and get and they're fast. So, I hope he likes speed. That's I think all I some, hope. <laughs> I think there's something to that going on in the NFL though, with uh, like slightly smaller wide receivers at speed and uh, and the the route running is well, it seems so more about to Smith at seven. That's what you're saying. Tyree yeah, because Jerry Kill changed that. Everyone wants their Tyreek Hill. I wouldn't be mad about that. I think that. that's fairly obvious. That dude just breaks games. Oh, for sure. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. would love a Tyreek Hill. He's, he's made the Let's... premium on speed go up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, there's something to. I mean, look at the if you look at the NFC North or the NFC Championship game. Um, Mike Evans is a tall receiver. He couldn't really get open in that game. It kind of cost him a couple times. He dropped the only, yeah. but he dropped him because he was like he's catching these in contention rather than like a wide open receiver with an like an easy catch. You right. know, like so. Well, Terry Kill dropped it. a wide open one that dropped right in his gut. So, say what <laughs> receivers drop balls it happens. Yeah, like like Cephas early in the year. Yeah. But then he stopped doing that. Hey, Hawkinson did it too. Stop. Hawkinson did it too. He did it too. I'm not going to deny that. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up here. We'll have a lot more conversation about uh, the off season of the Detroit Lions. There is a lot to talk about. Um, wait, I think there's actually I have breaking. Oh yeah, you you mentioned Aubrey Pleasant already. So never mind. That's not breaking news. I get. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't really discuss it. If you have something to add to it, but no, yeah, yeah he was. I mean, he was the secondary coach in the passing uh, defensive passing game coordinator for the Rams. So, and that's the number one defense in the NFL with Jalen Ramsey yeah. and uh, an undrafted free agent at the other cornerback getting a Pro Bowl nod. So that's encouraging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I heard just based on the pundits said it's a big loss for the Rams. So I don't yeah. know much. So another big get. Go Dan Campbell. Way to recruit yeah. these guys. That, that's probably where Aaron Glenn, uh, when it gets to the defensive coordinator, recruiting some guys. But uh, 
it's ultimately Dan Campbell. It's his team. Next year, they're going to have like the Lions on paper, and like every or, like versus the other team, they're going to have the other teams like players, but they're going to have our coaching staff <laughs> on paper, and that's how you're going to compare that. Lions got the edge. I was saying, I was telling uh, Rudd Dog, you know, whatever you think about uh, Dan Campbell, there's no doubt that if you throw 32 coaches in a in a in a ring, <laughs> Dan Campbell's going to be uh, the winner by a wide margin. <laughs> Most likely. It's the only competition. Oh, Vrabel might give it. Yeah, Vrabel might give it. <laughs> and I think Sean McVay would, like, run on, like, the side of the ring or something. He'll just keep running away like a Floyd Mayweather. Matt, maybe. Matt Patricia should be in his little scooter, like, running away. From <laughs> well, he's not head coach anymore. He, he's, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. I don't want to imagine Patricia. Oh, yeah. Patricia, in the most unsurprising news in the offseason, Patricia is going back to the Patriots. <laughs> back to <Yeah>. mommy. <laughs> He said, Daddy, they didn't like me. Yeah. You can come back home, son. It's okay. <laughs> hey, you know, just, just a little sidebar. And do you guys think that uh that Belichick is a real mentor to his coaches? Because, I mean, he just, I mean, his tree is. Doesn't seem like no. His coaching tree is terrible. For dependency issues. Like, I mean, I don't think he's like shares with them, like, how to actually yeah. be a good head coach. No. They just try to copy him without like any real thought or logic right. behind it. Especially when and it never works. I don't think we talked about this just because yeah, we haven't talked since the press conference when Patricia or when uh, Campbell talked about how after uh, he had his interim job with Miami and he had uh, like Peyton called him up. He's like, "Hey, come here. I'll fill in the holes for you. You know, I'll put you in front of the guys. You'll get a chance to lead the room and and be a, like get learn how to be a real head coach." Like. That's freaking awesome, and another reason why I love this hire of Campbell, but like to learn from one of the best as a true mentor. But I just don't think that Belichick is like one of those guys that shares how to like really grow and, and helps his guys, other than be what he needs them to be for his system. Yeah, he's a great coach, but that's just not who he is. Like that's not he's not interested in getting <laughs> no. along with people. <laughs> that's for sure. He he just wants to win. And they all come running home like. Like McC uh, McDaniel and like, just so weird. <laughs> All right, yeah. so I think that's gonna wrap it up. Um, Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave a review. We really appreciate this. As we head into another big, big off season, one of the biggest off season Lions have had in a while. Uh, just this huge transformation going on from literally the top to the bottom so we can't wait to talk about it all and we'll hop on here uh if there's any more big breaking news i, I, I imagine when stafford uh at any of those news breaks we'll hop on here and uh let you know what we think because our opinion matters most all right so thank you everybody that for listening true. and last but not least as always go 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 charging team that will not yield and when the blue and silver wave stand and cheer the brave rock 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 go hard win the game with honor you will keep your fame down the field and gain alliance victory go, go. Sit
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.